0: Welcome to
1: the GNT show. All right, welcome everyone to another GNT show where once again I am joined by my co-host with the most a man who this week was unable to release the pot on time because how you
0: going? Life's taken over as usual. Uh, so G, I know so, the truth. I know um, the truth.
1: It's not life that's taken over. It's Reruns of old Spider-Man cartoons on YouTube that took over.
0: Japanese Spider-Man, actually. If anybody wants to have a bit of a laugh, it's like a cross between Monkey. Magic I'm glad you're not denying Spider-Man. it. it's brilliant. No, it's amazing. It's good to see you back. Um, pretty poor round of footy this week, but we're getting close to the semis, which is exciting. I think there'll be some. Gee, footies, what you don't know, um, what you don't time. know
1: is I rang. I rang yes. your doctor. Yes, <laughs> okay, I rang yes. your doctor,
0: and he knows where. What happened to what happened to patient? patient well, what I told him was was promising. I was actually
1: your legal guardian.
0: Of course.
1: Okay. And what he said to me, because we, we were both agreed that you, you don't have the capacity or the capability to sign your own contract. So I, I, I thought I'd check in with him. And he said... You, were, you, were you Isaac my, Isaac. Stephen, Moses, actually. I said I was Stephen Moses. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen so, Moses. So, okay, yeah, sure. And um, what I asked him was, well, I asked him how you were going. And he said to me that you are the most unique case he's come across in the last two years as someone who's suffering from long covid having never caught COVID.
0: Correct, that's right. It's, um, All the symptoms are there, they just don't know the cause yet. But, gee, the fogginess so, has been there for um, like
1: seven years, perhaps um, longer.
0: Sometimes, you know, depending on the environment, no, the, the fog um starts to descend a little bit more.
1: Does it? Does it? Well, I'm just glad to see that mm. there aren't naked tradespeople behind you today, G, and we can get on with the pod without any distractions.
0: Fantastic. All right, sh- Let's shall go. we
1: start with the round? Oh, this will be a very quick pod for our listeners because the footy was, what's the word I'm looking for, G? Checked well, out. I was going to go shit. <laughs> but yeah, let's check out. Will work too.
0: Shit is probably too, but basically, <laughs> shit is out. an overreaction. Now, the only some people decided to turn up this week, T, and others did. Most not of like them were not footy that. players. So
1: let's let's keep going. Let's let's. The only person that I'm going to cover off this week that had a worse week than you, that they've got yes. a legitimate excuse though, is Tom Dearden. Yeah, of course. Did you hear yes. what happened to him? No, Of course haven't you watched. haven't, because only one of us follows the footy. Um, Tom,
0: the, the NRL well, news. The even if you're the watching ads. Spider-Man on
1: YouTube, don't you get the ads about the NRL that you get interested in? Good question. I'll have to check out the
0: ads. I'll say next week what kind of ads are. All right.
1: Ads. Tom Dearden had a ruptured testicle. Yes. Did yep. you hear this? Yes.
0: Horrific, no, horrific injury. That As someone
1: who walked around with a ruptured testicle for years before realising G, what's the recovery time on this? I
0: think it was a couple of months.
1: when Murray. you When you... Ruptured your testicle? Yeah. A couple of months? Really?
0: Did you really rupture your testicle?
1: No. Oh, no, there's just a pimple on your head, right? <laughs> yes, that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it busted. Stuff came squirting out. It was gross. Uh, and I was back, back the next poor week. Poor Tom did it. I they, the they reckon he's we going to be back yeah. in a
1: couple of weeks. I, I can't imagine how he's going to be back in a couple of weeks.
0: Considering if you get a, a knock down there, you're out for the count for a couple of in its, to rupture it, it's it's actually quite surprising. serious injury. But, mate, dude. It's come serious a long injury, way. Dude. Yeah, serious injury. Medicine's come a long way. I mean, you see that with ACLs and even Achilles tendon tears and stuff. Now people get back a lot quicker. Things evolve. Things move quick. So, but I am surprised that that's it's only a two week window. Bad injury and timing not well. Not no, 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 no. And he's been good.
1: he's been really good for them this year as well. So let's let's keep going with the news. Um, mm. the Rugby League Players Association uh, has leaked a report, and I I of I know the Rugby League have, yes. Players Association have leaked this report because it's positive about them. Um, that they want they. <laughs> i love it's so transparent the way the media operates
0: we've got this from our source clint newton. Our source, the rlpa is, that's, yeah. that's a good
1: point the rlpa only have a handful of um employees so i'm pretty sure it is yeah. clint newton anyway yeah allegedly anyway rlpa has leaked a report that they want to sacrifice 10 million over the next cba which still hasn't commenced negotiations and is meant to start next year
0: okay yes uh, they want to course, sacrifice yes. 10
1: million over the term of that contract yep. um of the next CBA to set up an endowment fund for players suffering after football, whether they're forced into retirement through an injury or having well well-being issues afterwards, I think this I think this is a great idea.
0: You know what I'll say to that? T, it's about. To I agree worry. with that. I, I agree think with that. I think, right. I think that's
1: right. I think that's right. The fact that they haven't thought about this for years, or, or they haven't, even if they've thought about it, they haven't prioritised it, is an inde- is an indictment.
0: I think it's great because there's a lot of you know careers are short, careers are also you know dependent on so many different variables and sometimes it's a struggle to adjust you're in this footy cocoon for so long and then all of a sudden you've got to come out and sort of i don't know people say they're not in the real world but they're not
1: no that's right
0: right and then all of a sudden it's okay like, hey, you're 25 your career's over you're playing park footy you kind of got to go out there in the real world all of a sudden it's it's a difficult adjustment or it's severe injuries curtail them they can't do stuff it's it's i think it's a great it's a fantastic idea it's all right
1: i'm going to cover for off the biggest atrocity of the week now yes um, and i'm going to leave it to you because we have yep. spoken about this beforehand and you do have strong opinions on this yeah. as do i um brett yes. finch has pleaded guilty to one charge and is now awaiting sentencing um the maximum penalty for yeah. that charge is 15 years but we, yes. we await to see what happens there i will not repeat the charges that he's pleaded yep. guilty to needless to say it's not fantastic no. at all. it's 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 horrific actually um Oh, so I'm going yeah. to throw the mic over to you, G, and you can give us your opinion on what you think on this.
0: The thing that sort of freaks me out about this is it seemed to be so such a random charge after, I mean, Finch has been in the spotlight for, I mean, what, T, t- 30 years yeah. of his life pretty well, his much? that's
1: Robert Finch, right? He's growing up around footy.
0: Yeah, so he's growing up around footy. He was always kind of the ball boy. So, I mean, but he's always been in the spotlight. So this this particular charge, considering the spotlight on him and all the connections and everything else, I would say it was a shock in terms of sentencing. I think that you know the courts will make the you know determine that sentence. I don't think you'll get a full fifteen years. But what does strike me about this is you get all this media scrutiny, and maybe they don't want to touch this because it's such. Well, a serious the media threat, coverage has been limited, hasn't it? But the media coverage has been incredibly limited when you compare it to certain other players that have you know commit an offense or they have a fight and it goes on and on for days and they talk about an NRL 360.
1: I'm and coming to an over 360. And over and it
0: becomes a talking point right I'm, I'm not saying they have to talk about this but for some reason they've been strangely silent and muted in this regard and I find that very strange I mean is that because you know all his mates are connected in the media and they're the ones that you know they like him and they don't want to talk about it because it's Brett Finch or is it the actual issue itself if it's the issue itself I get it but You know, why do they talk about everything else? Why is everything else go on and on for months or weeks or they want to pillar other players? Let's
1: say Clary, I don't think there's... uh, He hasn't pleaded guilty to a charge of actually doing anything other than distributing... Anyway, I won't go into it, but yeah. No, no, that's fair
0: enough, right? And I mean, but in terms of... I'm surprised they're not discussing it. Like in terms of even a brief mention... I don't. They don't need to, but in in comparison, you wonder whether gee, it's because gee, he's well that's, protected. That's 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 one remains, part of it, do,
1: you know. And I don't think that. Another part thing. of it is: Do you write him out of the record books? Do you write him out of the history of the game? Well, nah, it's, it's, can I? And I'll tell you why. Can't. Because it has happened to Jared Hayne a little bit. If if unofficially, they don't talk about him as a former Origin great. He's he's not. He's nowhere to be seen. You know, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but even inadvertently, unofficially is a better point. Like he's been written out. And I just wonder,
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I- I, look, it's it's there's no right or wrong, but I think, T, that's probably a perfect example of what I was referring to. Like, I didn't mention Jared Haynes specifically, but if you look at the Jared Hayne charges and everything that's happened around Jared Hayne, he's almost has disappeared, right? And this is irrespective of what you think of the charges or whether you think he's guilty or not guilty, um, retrials, etc. He's kind of been brushed aside, whereas I suppose Finch doesn't. Seem to have been. Now you can't write these people out of the game. I'll go. You go back and watch highlights, and Jared Haynes all over the place. He was a brilliant player, but you've got to separate the two. They're two dif- distinctly different things. There was Jared Haynes the player, and Jared Haynes the person, and it's likewise with Brett Finch. Very difficult, I think. You know, and I mean, at what point do you pay your penance? Type of thing. Like if Jared Haynes goes to jail and comes back out. You know, I mean, do you ostracize him? Do you welcome him back? Is he? You know, you know, there's this whole justice society argument as well.
1: Sure, It's It's, sure. it's
0: very complicated. It
1: is, yeah. And we're not, we're not a, uh, we're probably not the right people to, you know, no, everyone's gonna have said, an opinion. But you see
0: in the NFL. Some of the some of the shit that happens in the NFL. I mean, it is America. America's, you know, it has some crazy stuff happen. But they don't necessarily write the players out of the game stuff. They don't. They kind of separate the personal stuff altogether. I mean, you look at one of their greatest players of all time, Lawrence Taylor, and if you read some of his backstory, I mean, far out. When they talk about him, you know, you probably don't want to put them up on a pedestal, but they are part of the history and fabric of the game, regardless of it. Unfortunately,
1: there's heaps of these, right? So uh, it is something that the yeah, sport has to deal absolutely. with, right? And I, we've had this debate a hundred times around the culture in yeah. the sport and are we doing Correct. the right thing? More than anything, though, I do think he also needs some help. I, I think I think there's a lot. I think well, there's yeah. a lot I, I think, think there's so. a lot of people around the sport, that, knew, whether they knew to this extent or not, but they knew he was struggling.
0: You know, if you dig around, there's history that he's struggling and you wonder if the help, like you say, the help's available.
1: And, you know, that's the bit that I wonder, could the sport be doing more? I, I just don't, I, I don't know if it's taking care of its own, the sport at the
0: moment. I think it's one of those things, T, where it's on the list and they've talked about it. And I know some clubs probably do things and have wellbeing officers, but do I think it's a priority for the sport itself? I would say no. Yeah. Okay. And I think they can do a lot more about
1: okay. that. Well, all right. Well, let's let's move on to more positive news. I was struggling to find a funny story, so yep. I, I did find one in the end that I'm gonna. <laughs>
0: oh, that's a surprise! Yeah, yeah, actually, it's quite
1: one, but uh, but uh, but it's.
0: Usually, you dig up some 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 interesting so, stuff. So
1: this week, though, I have got a. I, have, I finally found one, and, and the emperor delivered. So I'll save it yeah, to the end.
0: Of course, he um, did. Of
1: course, he did. Now, yes. some player movement news: If the knights get knights are targeting Reuben Garrick because they want to move Pong Ponga to switch Kalen Ponga to the halves the Knights would need to negotiate an early release with Manly and Garrick wants to play fullback because he wants fullback money as opposed to as opposed to winger money and he's, yep, and he's sure, got and he's got Tommy course. Turbo in front of him so he's only ever going to play fullback with Tommy Turbo's out
0: what do you th- which is actually quite often so you wonder why yeah but, but air they're air not paying contend. him like a fullback <laughs> yeah. right so, yeah, they're so not what, paying you, what do you what
1: do you think of course what do you think about this
0: I don't know because there's times where Ruben Garrick has, once he settles in at fullback, he is a hard running, tall guy that's got speed. But then you wonder if he plays injured sometimes because some of his latest games for Manly, are, I mean, what's the difference? You may as well keep Tex Hoy. You know what I mean? Or have kept Tex Hoy because his performance has been quite ordinary. And I don't know whether he's lost. No, pace I think that's the whole injured. Manly
1: team, though, right? You're talking about when he got skinned by Clint Gutherson against Para. That. That was that was alarming for you. That was really alarming for you.
0: It was. It was very alarming. But at his best, Ruben Garrick is aggressive in running. Aggressive at running lines, he can make a difference. He brings a different style of football. He's more direct than Kalen Ponga. So, I actually think that would work, provided Ruben Garrick. What is about A's. Kalen Ponga in
1: defending in the line though?
0: Oh, that's well. That's a whole different thing. Well, they're linked
1: though. They're linked. They're linked, right?
0: They are linked. I I think you'll. F- it, but it helps his ball play. He becomes more of a ball player, which seems to be what he's doing. I anyway. just don't know. I just don't. Um, but it, they will tie him out. They'll run him out. I don't think that's the answer. To be honest, for the Kalen
1: Ponger in the halves, I just don't know. Look, he might be great. He might be another well, maybe da- Andres maybe Darren Lockyer. Sure. But but when they try when they tried it previously with Nathan Brown, there it didn't really work, did it?
0: It didn't work. Not really. He's maybe he's older now. Maybe less explosive. Team. Maybe he wants to be in the front and be a bit more of a ball player. So. I would imagine it's come from Kalen Ponga, is my guess. Yeah. Okay. Or on All way. right. So let's move
1: on to the toilet incident. Yeah. Yeah. Ca- is that with Kalen Ponga? Though? There's a comedian.
0: Which toilet was it, by the way? Was it Karina? no, no, no? Was it, it
1: um, I... Veroy and no. Bosch?
0: Was it just a standard? Oh, buddy?
1: what the toilet? I don't actually know what toilet it was. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know, but I do know. Was it the? Is was it Delroy or the?
0: <laughs>
1: was it something like that? It was.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably a Delray So there was toilet. a
1: comedian that's now put a plaque up in that particular um, cubicle.
0: Oh, jeez. okay. Yeah, when he was yes. sick in
1: the toilet. It says, the Kalen Ponga it wasn't- Kurt Man Memorial Toilet. On the 10th of August, 2022, Caelan <laughs> <Kalen laughs> celebrated a house purchase, vomited, and Kurt helped his friend. That's the plaque that's in the cubicle now at the... At the Delaney. It was the Hotel Delaney.
0: That, oh, that's quite funny and perfectly out of the Andre Pong PR. It, it was the machine. comedian Stephen Phil. Uh, but I love Stephen it. Phil. Yes. Yeah, it's actually not bad, Stephen. Not good. That's good. I do like you? It. Now, I, that got me
1: thinking about famous, yes, famous toilet incidents that you've been involved in. Um,
0: Is this the one with me, Sonny Bill and Candice Felsen? No, and- no,
1: no. This was the one with you, Scott Morrison and Ingadine Mackers. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's yes. the one. Where Scott Morrison had sworn himself.
0: ScoMo was using all five. No, no, he wasn't. He was.
1: ScoMo is actually what you don't know is (laughs) I've recruited ScoMo as a shadow member of this pod. He will be replacing you. Of course,
0: yes. Yes. I I mean, I think that's pretty good. It's funny. It is funny. Let's move on. Um,
1: the tight yeah. given. Dave Fafita's off contract at the end of twenty twenty three. They're negotiating his contract yes. now. It looks like they're trying to reduce his next contract from a reported one point two million to seven hundred and fifty yes,
0: so k. I. So would I, because that's I reckon word, that's about right. I, re- a I reckon that's yes. about
1: right. It has opened the door for Redcliffe.
0: Okay, Redcliffe. Well, who knows? Redcliffe will probably buy him, but they're going to end up with the same problems. I think he's going to be shocked. I'm not sure. I'll talk about Cam Munster later, but Redcliffe are in a bit of strife, I reckon, with their with their roster. They've recruited experience in their forwards and struggling to actually find players to make the team play footy. But someone's going to pick him up. But I think that 750 amount would be about the amount that a lot of teams would pick him I up I think that's for. right. I think that's right. I don't know who's going to pay him a $1.2 million contract when he clearly can't play 80 minutes and isn't your best player on the field.
1: I agree with that. So it's interesting to see uh, what happens there. All right, let's move on. The Bulldogs have reportedly tabled a three and a half million dollar four year contract extension for Matt Burton.
0: For Payne Haas? <laughs> oh for Matt for Burton, Matt okay. Burton. Yes.
1: <laughs> what do you think of this IG? It's a lot well, of money. my guess
0: is I, Matt Burton it, it's a lot of money. They have faith in him.
1: You have to you have to play him at 5.8 for that money.
0: You have to, and I have to say, later on in the year, he's developed his game a lot more, and he's, his hybrid running game and his kicking game has started to you come what together. You know feel positive about? Most people... He wants to stay? No, most he most people, when they
1: first play Origin, there's a real fall-off for them after they play Origin for the home and away. So, he went up a level, which shows he's probably got he did. more resilience and his head screwed on right than, than many people give him credit for.
0: I think... You got to you got to table that money. He is, regardless, one of the elite talents in the game. You've got him. If Barrett stayed, I am one hundred percent certain he would have been out the door. Um, and if and it I doesn't work out, and hope he develops. It doesn't work out, you, you guys a
1: leak a story saying he's only on four hundred grand a year and and, Correct, and free out amazing money in the salary cap. So well,
0: we're going to lose Paul Vaughan and Luke Thompson. So then we could go buy Payne Haas. Apparently, that's the rumor. You're going to go after Payne Haas. Yep. Excellent. Apparently, yes. Excellent.
1: Excellent. I just can't imagine who else you could pick up from the New South Wales Origin team. Is, it, is Nathan Cleary going to be your halfback next year?
0: I think so. He's going to come on a cheap deal. Who is your halfback the next year? Stars. So it. you're spending all this
1: money, you still don't have a halfback? Oh, I no! no. Halfback.
0: Well, yeah, no, it looks like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Tyson Gamble has requested a release. From the Broncos. He's now fallen behind the pecking order behind Ezra Mam. He looks like he's going to the Knights to help them in the halves. Between Adam Clune, Tyson Gamble and Jake Clifford, uh, is this really the answer?
0: <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. Tyson Gamble brings an aggression. He's like Jake Clifford. He's tall, he's rangy, but and he's aggressive. But what does he add that Jake Clifford... Mate, what happened like to the Knights it?
1: between week two and week three?
0: Where's Caleb Ponga go now? Like, what well, the hell? Well... Oh, I think Caitlin Ponga came back and their football is directed around Caitlin Ponga's skills, and I think they've struggled. But they just seem a bit directionless, right? I mean. They're directionless. Adam O'Brien's playing a conservative brand of footy, and it doesn't suit their personnel, and it's all centered around Ponga playmaking, and it's sidelined, I think, the other halves. And they lost confidence. That's my opinion. So, and I think they lost their way, and they haven't really recovered it. Okay. All right. What's Let's, next? Trep Barrett's going to turn up as their attacking coach as well. They're going to poach him from para. Well, I mean, far. Barrett
1: out. has a good home now uh, where nothing could possibly go wrong. Benji Marshall. Is this the famous Dragons Premiership famous winner? Famous Dragons Premiership winner, Benji Marshall. Just, just ask the Tigers. Benji yes. Marshall has told the entire Tigers high-performance team they will not be required and will put his own people in place, which is rumoured to include Ronnie Palmer. Now... One, Benji hasn't started is yet. Is Ronnie
0: Palmer, he, is it Ronnie Palmer, he must be like 85. He's, it, he's at
1: Newcastle. He's the one who got into that tiff with Clemmer. Do you remember the football? Yeah, okay. right, okay. Yes, yeah, I okay, did. great.
0: Ronnie Palmer's been around forever, wow.
1: More so. Benji hasn't started, he's got no coaching experience. I wouldn't exactly say he was the fittest player I've ever seen in my life as he got older, and he, he's no. telling the entire Tigers high performance team they will not be required and will put his own people in place. Having said that, I agree. I agree that they need a new high performance team. But why isn't Tim Sheens delivering this message?
0: I don't. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Like, is Benji has Benji started there? Like, I don't. Is it understand. actually Benji so, coaching
1: and Tim Sheens is taking the wins and losses? This is what it seems like to me.
0: I wonder if the high performance team is actually really needs that much of a change with the Tigers. I mean, some of their forwards that they've recruited don't fit. A fitness-related game, so you can argue maybe, but maybe that's their body shape. Like Joe Afrahengawi looks pretty slim and trim, right? But he's he gets tired out yeah, there. Yeah, he does. It's just his body shape. You can't like. So I don't know if that's the answer.
1: I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know, but but it's another anna- so, it's another club.
0: May as well, particularly I after the
1: performance on the weekend. They are they are.
0: It is look fitness makes a big difference to be honest, it's just purely from improving your performance it can up your level to at least a 50-50 chance in, you know, over the course of a season just by being supremely fit.
1: So the Storm, if they miss out on Cam Munster, and, I, and I'm and i coming to that story, if they do miss out, they're actually targeting Adam here and Matt Burton. Fantastic talent spotting. I think both of them would be fantastic in the Storm system. If I was Matt Burton, I would take, I would take Unders. I would take Unders to go to Melbourne.
0: I would go to Melbourne. I would. I hate to say this because I wanted to stay at the Bulldogs, but if the pay is around about the same... Even if it's less.
1: If you're getting $3.5 million for four years at the Bulldogs, no guarantee a semi-final, or you can replace Cam Munster, be in the top eight, top four-ish position. It depends whether Bellamy stays or not. I think that's the big the, the big, the big thing there.
0: You'd go. You'd go.
1: I think it's more likely Matt Burton stays at Canterbury, but I do think... I think Adam Dwayne, he might go. I think Adam Dwayne, he might go. Yeah, I think Adam Dwayne, he might go.
0: Absolutely. If you are Adam Dweiki, would you stay at the Tigers after all the shit that's been happening? No Part of the future
1: are you relying on? If you're Adam Dweiki, like what what has given you confidence? You're
0: relying on Benji Marshall's mates um, becoming the. <laughs> oh, oh my trainers. God, Jesus! <laughs> guys, from now on, I know we've been watching your diet, but you got to. We're on a cheeseburger diet now. These are the guys that I used to train with on the promenade at Bondi Beach. So I'm. In the it's, a bit, it's all a bit what? odd, right? Anyway, so Ben Wolf
1: has been. Appointed as assistant coach to Anthony Griffin. Remember, they got rid of their assistant coaches because that was where the problem was. How many wolves are there? Well, he's Christian's brother. Christian is rumored, as we reported weeks ago on this pod, Christian is reported to be going up to Redcliffe Redcliffe to take over from Wayne when his contract expires. Yep. The announcement didn't reek to me of an Anthony Griffin appointment.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think it is. They sacked all his assistants that he brought with him. So I don't think he's going to have much say in who's who's coming in and who isn't. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I think they're setting up a structure to take away some of his influence or yes men maybe and then I think they'll give him next year and if he doesn't improve I think he's gone. Well,
1: well next year he's his last year of his contract so it's good that you're following this stuff.
0: No, it is. But I mean, like Saints, like they're they're setting that up already. Like they may as well kick him out now.
1: Well, who are they going to get though? Who are they going to get? I just, it's another, there is, there is a lot of, there is a lot of rudderless clubs at the moment. Now, speaking of which last week we mentioned that the, the, the um, Saints were preparing to offer Ben Hunt a monster contract. They've now backflipped and only offered him a two year contract worth 700k.
0: For both oh, per, per year, year, okay. Um
1: yep. which is now yep. looks like it's opened the door for the Titans and Justin Holbrook was seen having a cup of coffee with Ben Hunt. Now that would be a good pickup for Justin Holbrook. Perfect. It's experience in the spine.
0: I think Ben Hunt they need.
1: Because they don't have a hooker. Yep, and you can do the hooker. Yeah, I just I just think I, I think that's a good pickup if he ends up with Justin Holbrook. He is a Queenslander. I he think goes so. back up the to time Queensland. Time yep. Uh but if the Saints don't have Ben Hunt, that means Jaden Sullivan starts as half back next year.
0: That's right. The, bulldo- the Bulldogs are after Jaden Sullivan that.
1: Yeah, but it's then does, does Anthony Griffin become the it's just it doesn't all fit in. It's like a jigsaw puzzle and at Saints a, it, it doesn't yeah, all it and at, at Saints puzzle. it doesn't all fit in and Jaden and Sullivan's yeah, being going leaves, to being chased by the Bulldogs. Jaden
0: Sullivan stays.
1: Gee, what is your salary cap for next year? Can you give me a number?
0: Well, since it has not been confirmed by the NRL yet. I believe ours is about $21 million. Oh, you, right? you might be selling it short. Adjustments based on the- <laughs> it's okay. It's $21
1: million, but you're getting into to Paul Vaughan and Matt Dufty.
0: <laughs> correct. That's right. And it's inflation. Yeah, it's inflation. You yeah, know I
1: what do. I mean? You know how it is. It's, it is inflation.
0: These players asking for, you know... Used to be asking for four hundred. Now they're asking for five million. You know, you just gotta yeah, I understand.
1: I understand. So speaking of inflation, and speaking of the fact that it, <laughs> yes. that it hasn't found its way to the NRL yet, the NRL women's has restarted yes. for its second season in twenty twenty two. Yes, yes. Um, the the Broncos have lost a lot of players since the comp last finished. They a lot of them have gone to Newcastle. The Roosters are the defending champions. um So what do you have? You watched any of it? What do you think? It's great that they're back and. It's great that they've actually kicked them off before the heat really gets bad as well. And they've got a a World Cup at the end of the year as well. As you know, my view is the NRL women's is a lot of where the growth is going to come from.
0: I agree. I think it's good to have them back. I do wish, say, for example, like I'll go to the NRL site and stuff like that. I wish they kind of have integrated the women's game into the site, whereas I actually think they should have not a separate site, but like separate sections. So you can actually read about the women's game, not random articles popping up where it's one's NRL, one's NRL women's. I think it actually takes some of the focus off the women's comp that way. You know, so I think they can do content around the women solely. So it becomes more of a, I want to go and read about the NRL women's and keep up with it. So I think they've got to work with their content, but it's good to have them back and um, seeing them try to grow that element of the game. Let's see how they do it though. I don't have too much faith in the NRL. You don't, you did last, you did six months ago. I did. Yes. I did before they actually started doing things. So, yes. All right. Um, did you hear the comments from Oliver Gildart
1: and David Norfoluma?
0: No, but I'm very interested in listening to what they are because I'm pretty sure they were not going to be, because David Norfoluma looks like a different player. All well, of a sudden.
1: how much they're both enjoying being at their new clubs and how in Oliver. Oh, They've been there
0: for like two weeks.
1: How <laughs> Oliver Gildart has actually said he, he actually only now feels like an NRL player even though he's been playing in the reserve grade and he's only made one debut game match for East, it, it does go to show that there is significant problems at the Tigers.
0: Cultural problems? Not just cultural problems, not just Absolutely. cultural, problems, like very not just cultural problems,
1: but also I think it starts in the head office. I don't think having Tim Sheens and Benji there is going to fix anything.
0: And I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, I think there's significant cultural problems in general, probably stemming from the head office. Like for him to say only now I feel like an NRL player, you can read into those comments. I think that's a very telling statement without going into detail in that. He probably was ostracized, playing reserve grade. No one gave a shit. No one spoke to
1: him. Madge Maguire's not there anymore. He didn't
0: feel part of the squad. Yeah, correct. correct. he yeah, didn't feel like he was part of the squad. And now all of a sudden, he's been at the Roosters for what? T3 weeks? Well, maybe a touch longer, but lo- not, not long. He's not playing first grade, and yet he's already saying, I feel like I'm finally in the NRL. Like, that's quite telling about the Tigers, but also quite... A compliment to the way the Roosters run their club too. Even I slag off the Roosters and I joke around about it. I think that's very illuminating that they've already made him feel welcome, and he's a lone player. He's not even their guy. Yeah. And the Storm, you see Noah Faluma's playing with a little bit more of a smile back on his face. Yeah. And good, good pick for the Storm. They needed some pace back on that wing, and mate, they've got it, and they look. They
1: different do. They do. Else. Well, it's that's not the reason. That's not the reason they look different.
0: It helps. Uh, no, there's a lot of There them. is a lot of course. reasons
1: why they look different. We can cover it in the Storm game because I yep. don't particularly want to talk yep. about sure. 200 tries that they scored. So, Yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about the 75th Well, none try. of the games
1: were good. I mean, that's the reality of it. Knights Raiders, uh, well, the first game South's Panthers. but
0: Knights Raiders, not bad in front of a decent yeah, so, crowd. So, look, it. Cam Munster
1: and Brayden Nasta. I love it how this is yes. because he hosts NRL 360. Cam Munster's entire negotiation oh, is being geez. played out in public. Brayton Astor flew down to (laughs) Melbourne on Monday or Tuesday and um, met with the Storm. The Storm have moved on the salary cap a lot closer to the Redcliffe offer. My understanding is that it is now a million plus, the offer the Storm has tabled. Cam Munster might be staying.
0: It depends on how close they are. At the end of the day, I think it probably depends on how close he wants them to get where he feels comfortable that it doesn't become a money issue. But if the offer is 300 grand a year, he's turning down a million dollars um, over the course of a three-year deal, for example, it's hard to turn down. So you might still go back up to Red.
1: Yeah, but the, yeah, but the difference is the difference is you're in a one-team town, playing at Melbourne. Like like there is some cachet to being a Melbourne Storm player down in Melbourne.
0: Absolutely, you are invisible. You can pretty much not.
1: Not only that, not only that. Like like the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne is a bit like the Sydney Swans here. They do have a lot of corporate support, right?
0: They do, and also because you don't go harassed about your day like during the week you can actually live a fairly normal life for an NRL player in Melbourne because people don't know who you are as well on top of that. So you get some prominence, but you also get anonymity at the same time. So it's actually quite a unique situation, I'd say, playing in Melbourne as a result. the
1: Storm have this week crashed through the 40,000-member mark. It's 13,000 up on last year.
0: Do these people turn up at the games because... That's actually i well, I'm an Eagles member,
1: and it's hard for me, because of soccer, it's hard for me to get to out to games. But I yeah. still want to support my team. Yes,
0: that's a lot of people to be a yeah, member. That's right. It's, it'll probably be the lowest one
1: in the AFL, but it's it's the highest ever membership year recorded by any NRL club in history.
0: It's very high. I mean, look, you have to obviously understand the semantics. Yes, it's South is
1: no, no. Second place is uh, the Bulldogs' salary cap. <laughs>
0: We've got a, a squad of forty five thousand players. Thirty nine thousand nine hundred. Yeah, correct. Uh, But if they're all playing for a dollar tee, well, and some of us are paying to play, then we're good.
1: Some of us. You're you're in the squad, are you? I
0: may as well be. (laughs) May as well be. But honestly, 40,000 members for Melbourne is sensational, and I hope that they can turn those numbers into bums on seats because that would be awesome to have a one-team town with 30,000 there at every game. I've got a sneaky
1: suspicion Munster might stay.
0: I think he was going to go, but I think if the offer's close enough, I'd think he would stay. Why would he leave unless he wants to go home? There's no point. You are the main man. The clubs run well. They have a good culture. You win all the time. I mean, you look at Matt Burden. He moved to the Dogs after Penrith. All he was used to was winning. He turns up and he looked like he he wanted to switch off and just drive home halfway through the game because it was shit.
1: One of the things, um, well, that's true, but the big issue outstanding for the Storm is Craig Bellamy. You don't know who the next coach is going to be, right? And I really think that's a big big issue. All right. Last last piece of news for the week and my favorite. Yes. Um now when you're when you're hosting an event, you want to get the best deal you possibly can. It's your night of nights. It's the Dally M's. You look around, you might do the casino, you might do the the uh, uh, you know you probably won't do the Westella, but you look around, you try and get a <laughs> the Westella
0: is not even still so around. You try and look around, Dalton House now. Dalton, Dalton House. Now, you try and say. get
1: the best deal you can for the for the club. It's a it's a black tie event. Partners, two, three, four hundred people. So naturally enough, you end up in the Winx room at Randwick Racecourse, and then make a big big statement <laughs> oh, to say God. to say. Peter Valandy's had nothing to do with this. This was just a random act of occurrence that happened. That when they ended up in the Winx room at
0: Randwick Racecourse. Brilliant. You know how you have those yearbooks, or you used to have those yearbooks about you know rugby league annual two thousand
1: and. Yeah, one, I still buy those.
0: David Middleton does them. Shouldn't there be a NRL annual conflicts of interest, mate? It'll be it'll be <laughs> it'll be out. longer than the annual report. Oh my god, that is so good!
1: They'll get Cooper, co- they'll get Cooper Cronk to host while he's also co- hosting the Brownlow. <laughs> yes, yes. And then he'll get the shits. Then he'll get the shits with Phil Rothfield for pointing out an obvious conflict of interest.
0: And we went all throughout Sydney. We could not find one venue that was adequate except for the one at Randwick Racecourse. <laughs> but Peter Malandis had nothing to do with that <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs>
1: Zero. Thank you, PVL. I was struggling well, for funny news an and you have provided it.
0: No issue with Peter V. It's probably an appropriate venue. However, there's a slight conflict of interest, Peter, that you probably – actually, he's declared it quite openly. This I don't think he hides smart. it. I don't think
1: he hides it. <laughs> no. All right.
0: As long as he wears his blue suit, i oh, Well, good. it's black
1: tie. It's a, he, Can can't he, he can't get away. He can't get away with that. Yeah. Well, you no. can't.
0: You can't. So you can't wear a no. blue tie.
1: no. So no, outfit, I, would, I wouldn't I would have okay. thought so. But oh, he's PVL. He does whatever he wants. I think he should just turn up the way he dresses the rest of the week, just in a toga.
0: That would be good. But the thing is that, um, yeah. I and
1: Andrew Abdo gets the Wayland Smithers haircut and comes out like that too.
0: He <laughs> does. Absolutely. And they cross
1: to the Castle of Greyskull in Queensland. <laughs> it's the for best. Way, it's the best the NRL all right, let's move on to the round 23 games. I am not proposing we cover Souths versus the Panthers, given we did cover that in last week's no, pod. No, we did that, yeah. We did
0: that so last week. So let's move
1: on to one of the closer games of the weekend, which was the Cowboys versus Warriors. This was a tight game with lots of good defence played by the Warriors. And um, eventually, of course, uh, after staying with them for the first three or four minutes, the, the Warriors narrow, were narrowly defeated 48-4. to four.
0: Well, they hung in. They hung on for a little while, right? But then all of a sudden, it just all went to shit within fifteen minutes or twenty minutes. they were always well, going to so lose. Well, it's Far a good out. point.
1: They conceded, they conceded four tries within in like w- ten minutes within ten minutes either side of half half time. Like it's just yeah, either side of half just, time. It's just they it was... it, it, and the game was gone at that point. Marcel Montoya got it. They ran in eight tries. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It was just a, they ran right. The Warriors were terrible. They've clocked off. It was back in Townsville. It was just just before halftime. Their fitness fell off. Um, Chad Townsend played. They they did what they wanted. I mean, what I will say. Yeah. Reese Walsh was dreadful at fullback. Absolutely dreadful. His, his
0: form, confidence, whatever it is, mentally maybe he's checked out. He's been very poor for a long time now. The flashes of magic. I don't know long, what the Broncos are going to do with him, got. right? Not that they've got their own problems. Given <laughs> given their result, are you? Yeah. But to be honest, like uh, the Cowboys came at him in waves and I thought it was a bit too easy at the beginning and they sort of sl- put, you know, slowed up. The Warriors hung on and then bang, bang, bang. Some great, although uh, one thing was there was a brilliant try for Peter Hiku that involved all their playmakers with Drinkwater, Val Holmes, and Peter Hiku linking up with the other center and Tom Dearden. That was a bit of magic and heck, and I back on the try scoring sheet. Other than that, they did what they wanted and, you know, that's it. Once... They upped the tempo. They just flogged them. So very easy win. But again, importantly for North Queensland, solidifying them in the top four. They needed that It's these
1: bottom four teams, the Warriors, Knights, Titans, West Tigers. They're
0: just really poor. They're really poor. So they got that game at a good time because now they're basically guaranteed a top four spot, which is good.
1: So I've got to tell you, I did turn some of these games. They just just weren't worth watching given the hammerings that were happening, right? So the Channel 9 game was was obviously the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs)
0: In front of of 42,000
1: fans um, And the Storm did it even more comfortably They ran in 10 tries And it was 60-12 to Justin Olam had a big Everyone had a big night Now, I do want to talk a couple of things About the Storms Storms The Storm tactically
0: Yes
1: Um, Yes. Cam Munster at fullback It actually doesn't matter What number he's got on his back Everyone's going Oh, he a better fullback Blah, 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 blah He plays the same way Not really No, he doesn't They move him back to fullback He's at fullback in the defensive line Defensively, he's not getting the So he's not getting the work in and then they move him, depending on where they are in the field, they move him to five eighth, and how they want to attack. It's very clever. The actual number on his back doesn't matter. The other thing, the other thing is, um, with Cafuci out, he's actually moved Nelson to the edge. Yeah, I noticed that. He was on the edge. All yeah, yeah, the second time. week, and he can last longer out there, and he's big enough, and he's enormously destructive out there. So his his minutes, his minutes have gone through the roof. Like. Craig Bellamy tactically and technically has figured out how to do this without Jerome Hughes and having the injuries, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. I thought finding Nelson on the fringe, he dominated. And you know what was great? I will say one thing. This is outside of the tactics was it's good to see young Tottenham payer back and he's back with the it's big a mo. fantastic moustache. He shaved moustache. off the beard and the mo. He's still got the best moustache. Fantastic
1: moustache. Nick Meaney's, Nick Meaney's kicking was good too.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. It's it's funny you say that tactically because it still allows Nick Meany to play that fullback support role in a similar vein to Ryan Pappenheisen. so it gives him and still allows Munster to interject himself. It's very interesting pickup, T, um, and it makes him more dynamic. Well, he's playing. He's,
1: yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's like, he's like almost in between positions. He's playing different roles on the field, depending on what, what the game situation is. Depending on where now, they are. Technically, yeah. that's hard. Yeah. You need to have, I know he's always seen as a bit of a buff and an instinctive player. You actually need to have a very, very, very smart player to be able to do that.
0: Cameron Munster is smart, but he also plays what he, what's happening on the field at the same time. So he's got both. He's instinctive and smart. So
1: So for example, Nelson played 70 minutes on the edge. He's normally a fifty-five minute guy, right? So they got an extra fifteen minutes. Out. And who
0: would have thought that? And quite competently, like in terms of not being his agility is very underrated. Coming from rugby, his agility is really good on the fringe. He can get down very low oh, and make yeah. tackles, which a lot of those big guys. And the can't. other thing is,
1: I actually think the the Brandon Smiths come back into a bit of form as well.
0: He has. He's. I thought he was ordinary throughout the course of the middle part of the year, and I think lately he's back to the trying to make big plays and his robustness in on the in on the field but the Broncos disappointing They fell are they away gone
1: very are they easily. done now they're in eighth position they've got a tough they got the eels this week and the and the Raiders have um I've just got to find the Ra- Raiders have Manley at home and the and Manley have the Q in the rack
0: if the, the points differential they're in trouble the Raiders might run them down if they lose. Raiders points, are eels, minus
1: 25 and the Broncos are plus 21 the points different not, not much, much not much
0: yeah it, it can be covered with a win or a loss, yeah. So I think they could be in trouble. I think they're struggling for a bit. I think they've had a great season. They have absolutely, absolutely. But
1: I said this a few weeks ago. Remember, I said it's just uh, just a little bit too far. Just a little bit too hard. They've, they've overachieved. You know, I just uh, you know there is a world in which they fall out of the eight.
0: Yeah, and you also told me that Kevy plays his guys very heavy he minutes, and is it slowly starting to catch up with them now as the tempo? Well, Sel- Sel- Selwyn Cobbo, Selwyn
1: Cobbo said, "I'm I'm I'm fatigued. He's missing this week because he's fatigued,
0: and he's young. He's David Moyes, years old. he's David
1: Moyes. He's just putting all this run into. You know who he is? You know who he is? It's what's his name? He used to co- coach the Chicago Bulls, um, Tom Thibodeau. He's Tom Thibodeau.
0: Oh, Tom, Thibodeau. Yeah, Tom yeah. Thibodeau. How many minutes have you played? Fifty-two minutes. How long's the game? Yeah, correct. That's 40, yeah. that's that's Kevy. Like. That's Kevy. I remember you said that and I thought maybe that's starting to catch up with them. With the storm, honestly, I know they flogged them and the Broncos ran out of puff, but mate, they were impressive because they attacked in different ways, like you say, and they came with depth and speed and the Broncos. But it's the Broncos. There was offloads. It was, but different Mate, the Broncos aren't a slow team either, and they picked them apart with offloads and different styles. Well, I think putting, I think the Storm are back. I think they're sharpening them up for the semi. I think semis. the Storm are
1: back, but I, think, but I still think it'll be Panthers storming the grand final. After all this, after 26 weeks and all the rest of it, it'll be the same two teams as that have dominated the last few years.
0: The storm now for me is starting to firm back. I tell you, the team. other team that I think, that I think looking again. good
1: is the Roosters, but we'll get to their.
0: It's the Roosters. We'll get to yes. their team. So. there's three teams now that I think are. Left. Well, I mean, let's not so discount the Bulldogs,
1: who put in a spirited performance to only lose forty-two to six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we will. That
0: was a wee check. Sorry, out of the fuck season off. Piss off. Honest. Piss off. You
1: were you and action <laughs> were up and about when you beat us earlier this season, crowing from the rooftops about how good you guys are, how terrible we are, and there was crickets when you guys got toweled up by Dylan Brown single-handedly.
0: There was nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about.
1: Gee, I'm settling in. I'm settling in for Bulldogs Hour. No Bulldogs Hour. There is, mate. Come on. Can you at least talk us through Shoop's try? It was eight tries to one, and then I'll spend the next 45 minutes going through our eight tries in detail.
0: No, I tipped the Eels. I thought they'd do this comfortably. They have far more to play for. The dogs are blooding some youngsters, but I just thought the return of Mitch Moses was the key. I thought Mitch was ultra aggressive with the football. And you thought Addo that Carr was the gave key. Away three tries, sort of- so, I, I, so no. I thought Dylan Brown.
1: I thought Dylan Brown was fantastic. No, Dylan Brown was great. fantastic. Dylan Brown was fantastic. He was he had a hand in five out of the eight tries. Dylan Brown was fantastic. Poor Karaz got a bit torched by Sevo. It was one of those Sevo games, and and you're right. He did. Josh
0: Adokar. Went for an intercept every time the ball... He, only, he like... only
1: seems to score length of the field tries at the Bulldogs, right? Yeah, yeah, at
0: the moment. The Eels found him out and lofted the ball either around him or through him. But I thought the Eels were just too classy. With Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses there, they look far more potent when attacking as well. And I think they need that. And it's good that they've come back a couple of weeks into the semis. But Brown... Dude, dude, but it's exactly... But it's No, but it's exactly the same thing. Hickey Ogden played
1: 11 minutes off the bench and Bryce Cartwright played 21. He's not using a lot of players. Ryan also, uh, can I I also say Ryan Madison was good through the middle?
0: Ryan Madison, yes, very good. Very hard running on the fringe and a bit of footwork. I thought he troubled the dog's defence on the fringe there. He was very direct and they couldn't handle it. And surprisingly, Matt Burden's defence, which is usually a strong point, wasn't quite up to scratch in this game. Well, none of your defence was really up to scratch, to be honest, yeah. But I thought Para came at us with a bit of pace. Although I have to say, Braden Burns made Tom Opicic look very fast. Uh, which is a bit and he's not. But, and he's not. I was like, who's that guy? Shit, Tom
1: Dude, Braden but, Burns, Well, he's been, he's, he hasn't been great, particularly defensively.
0: No, Braden Burns is a good squad player that you bring up in case you've got injuries to two or three, four outside backs. For Parra, why isn't this a game where you do play Bryce Cartwright or an Hickey Ogden and give them
1: or, or, the game? Or because we had this game sewn up pretty early.
0: Yeah, yeah, easy. Like easy. even if
1: even if it wasn't reflected on the score line, it was the momentum was all going one way, right?
0: Oh no, there was no at no point watching this game did I think the Eels were not going to
1: beat yeah. them. It was it was it was a question of how much. So I I agree with you.
0: I agree with you. I think so. I don't why why give Bryce Cartwright. Why don't you go to Bryce Cartwright? Hey, go out there. You have got. You know the next 35, 40 minutes rest. Some well, of the your problem guys. is you don't have
1: a plan B when you do it this way.
0: That's what I mean. There's no plan B. Like if you B, get into
1: the semis and you need Bryce Cart, he needs time under his belt. If you want him to produce some manage, needs time on the four field. Four points right? behind, you send him out onto to the build left your edge. Combos. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. I, I mean the flip side is the flip side is that um, I think I think Sean Lane's been last six to ten weeks. He's been actually quite good.
0: He's been excellent, but I'd love to see right there as an X-factor that he uses in the semis, but you need him to play and build some combos and have players following him around. So, look, Para again, massive win. They're still fighting hard for that top four spot, which they're very close. They've got Brisbane this week. You know, they need one or two results to go their way, but they needed that win. They did. And impressive. 42-6, yeah, the Bulldogs weren't quite there, but Parramatta didn't necessarily waver in their effort. I thought they were strong throughout the game which is a good thing good thing
1: all right let's see how we go against the broncos up in queensland this week We're... big test big test and a big game for both Karen. teams big, big game, game for both for teams actually so yeah um let's move on to manly versus sharks god it was a terrible round of footy oh
0: geez. did manly they didn't manly didn't turn, up, manly didn't turn
1: up conceded seven tries um can i say oh, can i also say though they conceded seven tries and the sharks put the queue in the rack Like with half an hour to go, with half an hour to go, the Sharks, after the Nikora try, the Sharks stopped trying and it was, it was 40 to six in the end, seven tries to one. Um, Look, some information came out during the week of, of the top eight teams, the Sharks have had the weakest draw. Which is true, right? And even when they did play some of the top four teams, they played the Storm during Origin when they didn't have their players and things like that. So, yeah, so I the know, jury's out I for know. me on the Sharks, but I do like Craig Fitzgibbon and I do like the way they're playing. They're just winning consistently. They're finding a way to get to the finish line. Not, not that they, not that they needed that in this game because Manly didn't turn up.
0: No, not this game. The finishing line was after the first <laughs> nine <off>. minutes. <laughs> they, they did one lap, one lap of the athletics track, and it's like we're done, and Manley's still waiting to start. I look. Well, Watching this, I think Cronulla, yes, they might have had an easy draw, but like you, they've got good players. They're fitter. They're playing more consistent football. They've played good football. They've also played great, had great moments and good matches against some of the stronger teams anyway. You know, underestimate them. They're doing the right thing. Defensively, they've been good in a lot of games, and they do have a bit of magic in attack sometimes. But I think they need, you know, their full-strength team to beat some of the better teams in the semis. But, mate, they're headed in the right direction. Gibbons recruited well. And done a well, they've really got to keep job, that back so, five. Manly, they do have to keep
1: that back five. They're all coming off contract in 2023, so they're free agents from first of November.
0: Mulatalo is the guy I love, but Manly, mate, I mean,
1: you know, Matt, you know what I like about the Sharks. I think their attack still needs a lot of still needs a lot of work, but def- yeah, their attack can get me a, a lot bit better, better, I think. But they're defensively, they show up. The the Craig Fitzgibbon, I'm the defensive yeah, coach of up. the That's Roosters' right. style yes. of defence.
0: They show up and they have effort, which I think. And they don't fall away. Well, Manly are gone.
1: And and given how badly since the Pride jersey fiasco they've been playing, it could cost Desi as well. There are a lot of rumours that Desi's time might be numbered. I just don't know who you get, though. I don't know who you get. You need a manly person there. Who's available?
0: You gamble, mate. You gamble on players. There's no sort but of... But no,
1: as a coach. As a coach, who do you get?
0: Yeah, as a coach, yeah. We're, you know what? The NRL is kind of at a point where you've got to gamble on some of these young guys We're well, kind of like the Premier League where, you know, all the top teams always go to the same cycle of coaches and they recycle them around. Sometimes you've got to gamble and hope it pays off. i I, I tell you who I think. I... But it's always a gamble, right? It's always a gamble. I like some of the Super League coaches. Why you wouldn't go to Christian Wolf?
1: Why you wouldn't go to... I know he's rumoured to be going to Redcliffe. Why you wouldn't go to um, Justin Holbrook?
0: I don't know. I I think there's just... It's interesting, the coaching ranks. We've kind of got this split with guys who you need to gamble on or have come through assistance through their media connections and they're always highly rated or just you recycle the same dudes around again. Um, So Manly, I think they'll keep theirs, but... But either way, either way, Desi's Desi's not gonna
1: be there in five years, right? So they do need to start thinking no, about the next coach. So anyway, very poor effort, Manly.
0: Just get another Troboy of each other. Sort well they
1: might get him as a coach.
0: Oh, the, the, but seriously 40 nil 40 nil at home. The rumour
1: is Andre Ponga might be the next coach of um
0: Of course, he will be. Um but you know, they got smashed, Manly. Poor performance. Really poor room.
1: performance. All right. Next up. I was saying on our WhatsApp group that uh At least every team gets to show up this weekend knowing at least they can't be as bad as the Broncos. And then the Tigers said to the Broncos, hold my beer. As the Roosters ran in 12 tries and it looked like it was men against boys. 72-6. to I think it's the third biggest win or fourth biggest win in Premiership history. Um, Definitely in the top 10. I would
0: have loved the Roosters to have scored more points to get rid of the Bulldogs as the biggest loss in Premiership history. Because I think they had a chance in this game. (laughs) Tigers were (laughs) fucking terrible. Adam
1: Dwyer, he might have been his worst game. (laughs) My god, Adam Dwyer, he might have been his worst game. Um,
0: I've seen, I've seen Adam Dwyer play. To be honest with you, I mean, t honestly, but their performance, like there was the odd, this is almost back to the Tigers last year where there was the odd person really busting a gut. But as a whole, the team. And James Tarmo got sent off with
1: four seconds to go. And then he got let off because of his good record. Mate, it doesn't matter if he's a good bloke. I mean, that was ridiculous too. They're probably, you
0: know why they let him off?
1: Phil Gould, Phil Gould came out and said he let him play his last game. He's got a great record, blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah. And also because they're like, you poor bastard, you have to go through that. You're the captain of the team that could have had 80 put on. You know what? Don't worry. Well, I mean, but that's not the way
1: it's meant to work, right? It's It's not the way it's meant to work. I know. The Roosters record over the last four years at the SCG is 23 and nine. So they've actually done really well at the SCG. Uh, Nat Butcher got four down. Both edges were terrible. I just can't. The tries that.
0: I good. just can't. Tries I just good.
1: cannot fathom.
0: It was just he passed the ball. The guys just running literally through a gap where the Tigers players almost are moving out of the way. And Angus
1: Crichton. Angus Crichton at the other edges. The two back rowers on right and left edge were fantastic. Nat Butcher and Angus Crichton. Stafford Toa wasn't good. Dane Laurie was a good uh, Adam Dewey wasn't great.
0: Can you imagine being Dane Laurie in this game, the poor guy? He's at the back and they're just letting everyone Garner through. got a concussion <laughs> after
1: three minutes.
0: He I know we're joking. He probably said, Hey, I bumped my head. There's no visual evidence of it. just went off the field. Stayed off. Mate, I just I He probably deliberately he deliberately um flunked his concussion tests. <laughs> Honestly, they they ran angles to leave gaps. It was I've never terrible. seen anything like it. Was it was horrible. The Roosters, you know what? Good on them for keep for keeping the pedal on the middle. Well, no, middle. I don't think that they didn't really.
1: I it think off. they did. And the Tigers were so bad that even then, the Roosters could score. <laughs>
0: That's probably closer to the I don't record. think
1: the Roosters went out there when it was like fifty and said we want to score seventy. I think they were like I said, let's let's not get injured and they just kept missing tackles and so they couldn't help but fall over the line.
0: Well it's like the that Butcher try, you know, the um, I don't know what try, what to mean his hat trick try, where he got the ball, it was him by himself, there's four or five tigers players, and then he dummied to nobody. Yeah, he didn't actually <laughs> dump. There wasn't no, a person no, to
1: receive no, the pass, no, that's right. No.
0: There's no one around him. Like, what the fuck is going on there? But honestly, woeful. Woeful. Seriously. Oh,
1: Thank God the Sunday games were a little bit better. 72-6 to six and it could have been it could more. could have been more. Wow. Well, they didn't no. score in the first 10 minutes. It was 72-6 they didn't score in the first 10 minutes.
0: If you're Brett Naden, here's the other thing. If you're Brett Naden... It was
1: seven tries. It was seven tries. Seven tries in the second half.
0: Would you score that intercept? Would you... I mean, it was a great well, of try. Of Nadin. course he's got it. Of course he's got it. But Jesus, like, how about Adam Dwayne? He didn't want to take the kick. <laughs> oh, it's just
1: terrible. Poor Tigers supporters. It is a long way back from where the Tigers are.
0: <laughs> Mate, and that
1: board, Lee... We were Lee, in
0: shambles, and I'm looking at the Tigers thinking, shit, lucky we're not the Lee, Tigers. Lee, Haji
1: and Justin Pascoe have got to take some accountability. They've got to go. They've got to fall on their sword. I mean, this is a disgrace. Anyway...
0: They seem to be a somewhat protected species, those two, I have to say, from the media. Yeah, because they give, they Anthony give quotes. Anthony Griffin, whether you like him or hate him, you know, he's always got someone taking pot shots at him, but those two... Mate, it's been a schmozzle for years, and nothing, you never really hear anything criticizing them in terms of the way they're running the club. Interesting. It is
1: interesting. It really is interesting. All right, let's move on to the Super Sunday games or the doubleheader on Sunday. First up, it was the Dragons versus Titans. This was a close game for the first 60 minutes. Um, un- until the Dragons ran away with it in the last 20 minutes without the fitness. The Dragons ran in uh, three tries. Um, two of them were converted by Zach Lomax. who had a tough day with the kicking, and that really was the end of it. It was 30-26 to 26 at that point, and it ended up being 46-26. Um, Moga got a hat-trick. Yeah. Um, I thought Zach Lomax defensively aimed up a little bit as well in this game, uh, more so than, than he has been um, at, at various he's points a, this He's season. had
0: a hot and cold season. Yeah, and...
1: At, and the other person that I thought for Saints that was fantastic was Jack Bird. Scored two tries, one try assist, 151 metres, 10 tackle busts. In a meaningless Like, game. In, like he was really, yeah. really good. For the Titans, Tino was great. And I actually thought Dave Fafita as well. Um, I think they're back rowers towards the back end of the season. Like that Tino is a prop. Dave Fafita, Bo Firma. You've got something to work with there. I just think their halves are too green. I really do. Their halves and their spines too green. Their halves are they green. They need a hooker. They and they aren't fit
0: they're at not fit. all. They need a hooker. Fit. They had. Who was Sam McIntyre playing hooker half the time? He's like six foot five and one hundred isn't Sam so McIntyre? So they found one a, a, a prop? prop. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So like Aaron Clark, he was like the biggest hooker in the comp. They he wasn't big enough, and they found well, the one problem one is
1: the what, what Justin Holbrook's saying is I don't have a I don't have a ball player that can go into dummy half, but given the defensive work you've got to do, I may as well play a big body in there. But He's giving up too much attack-wise. It's the person touching the ball every There's ruck, two, yes. right? It's
0: he decides yes. where it goes. You need a really good decision maker at dummy half. Their roster doesn't match the style of football that suits the way their coach plays. To be honest, this wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a bad to game. Watch, nice sunshine um, at win, which always looks great. In you know when the sun's shining, I thought both teams were almost free to play a bit of footy in this game because it didn't matter whether they won or lost. And you saw some of the entertainment and some more of the skills of the players. I thought the Dragons should have played a lot more like this during the season. They would have won some of their closer games. So, And that's why it was a bit more exciting than any of the other games. I just thought they were both sort of let off the hook a little bit to play their games, and it was a, not a bad match. All right.
1: So if you've listened to last week's podcast, I um, if you had, my scoreline was nearly spot on, but if you'd swapped what I'd said the teams were going to do, it would have been identical for this next game, which is the Knights versus the Raiders. The Raiders got up 28-22. The Knights, the Raiders Raiders chased them down, but they were disgraceful in the first half. They conceded five tries in the first half. I actually think the Knights should have won this game. It was poor goal-kicking. Anthony Milford couldn't hit the side of a barn door the way he was goal-kicking. Um, it was 22-8 to eight at halftime, I think. And then it just, the Raiders, 22-8 yes, to eight. Eight at halftime. And at that point, you're thinking, well, you're never quite sure with the Knights, but they were by far the better side no. in the first half, right? And then...
0: Oh, they scored some great tries. Tex Hoy had a really good game. Um, I thought some of their but football... dude,
1: they, they but they got they got they got chased down because of the goal kicking within ten minutes of the second half. Like it was it was 22, yeah, twenty two twenty for you know, know, and then they got another try through um, Jack White and with ten minutes to go that made it. To, yeah, that, that sealed, sealed the deal. deal. Effectively. And it was actually
0: a pretty good try. Pretty good try, Jack White. Been playing, and uh, bloody Jack. Ta- Tarpanay playing through the Josh
1: Tarpanay's been fantastic for them. Yes. And his wife will be happy Yeah, and can... Jack Whiten's also playing really, yep. really well, which we've been saying for a while. It was good to see I think hopefully that helps Josh Papaly. He hasn't been playing a lot of minutes. He's down to like forty minutes a game. So I, I think he's probably got a fitness issue. From the Knights perspective though, geez, I thought Jaden Brayley being back at Hooker made a big bloody difference for them.
0: He's a good player, Jaden Brayley. I think they have missed him at points of the season. But I think the Knights season's been ultra disappointing and this is kind of it's almost like one of those years. They, they should have won this game. They were well on top. But I, I suppose the Raiders had to win, and they fought back. And they had to win this game to keep in touch with the semis, and they pulled a win out, really, which they don't usually do, but they pulled a good win out, a good try to seal the deal, and then they held on the last 10 minutes and closed the Knights out. So the Knights should have won this game, but the Raiders snuck, snuck away with one up at um, Newcastle, and they're still in the hunt for the eight. So good win for Canberra. And, you know, unlucky for the Knights, but kind of, you know, this is their season. They've just been It's been poor and not up to scratch, and they've had luck go against them, and it's just been a season they won't well, it forget. it needs to end, right? State. But I
1: do think one thing is Adam O'Brien next year, he'll have six to eight games. If they're zero and six, we haven't seen the draw. We don't know anything like that. But if they're a bit behind, he's gone.
0: Well, I think it's all about performance too, right? It's not necessarily... I mean results do matter but it's also how you're playing. I agree. I agree. And the Knights have been terrible. That, that... Okay, they've been unlucky but they've been terrible in a lot of games, so. All right. Let's but it's good that the guys up at Newcastle got their team turning up and playing a good fucking game of footy for once instead of getting thrashed up.
1: Well, the, of the of fans Newcastle. deserve it, right? They show up every single week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, the crowd absolutely. again at this this one was um 16, 7, nearly 17,000. So which yeah. is a great result for a team finishing
0: for a dead rubber game. The bottom is. of the ladder, Absolutely. right? Well, it's not but a dead rubber the for the fans. Raiders. We love the we Knights love fans. We love the Knights fans. Not for the Raiders. All right.
1: So therefore it wouldn't be a dead rubber, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, correct. That's right. Yes. So, so let's
1: move on to round 24 and a preview of round 24. First up, it's the Broncos versus the Eels on Thursday night up at Suncorp yeah. Stadium. The Broncos coming off a hammering. The Eels coming off a hammering of the Bulldogs. Um, The Eels are $1.65 favourites. Just
0: say that again. The Eels, who did they beat last week? Bulldogs, 42-6. to Okay, yes, of course. Um, Seven
1: tries to one, and you were lucky to get the one. So we're $1.65 favourites in this one. Broncos are $2.25 outsiders and have three and a half points start. You know what? I'm tipping the Eels. Big game.
0: Huge game. I'm tipping the Eels. But, but,
1: man, I don't know. The Broncos are going to be pumped. They they killed us last time we played them. They
0: have to win. They did. They absolutely smashed you.
1: And if they win this, they, that that pretty much guarantees them a, st- a spot in the eight. Yeah. But if the Eels want any chance to finish in the four, they've also got to win this. Because we're two points behind the Storm.
0: Yes, and they play the Roosters. And they
1: play the Roosters, right? But the four and against is so my, it's a, yeah, it's big, a big... If any chance to finish in the four, I don't think we will. I think we'll finish somewhere five to eight.
0: I have a feeling you're going to st- be stuck in five, fifth or sixth. I think you left your run... I'm, there's a couple of games you let go that you should Like play.
1: the first game against Bulldogs and the Tigers. So anyway, but um, I'm tipping the Eels, but I could change this before kickoff. I think this will be a very close game.
0: I'm sceptical because the Broncos absolutely belted you earlier in the year at full strength as well, both teams pretty much. But I sort of still think Parra at their best are a tough team. They to are, play.
1: but but you don't know which Parra is going to turn up after I mean, a win like that last the week. I, yeah.
0: They've been so up and down t- at times, and I just think to myself... They've got to surely put two or three good games against good opposition together. I'm tipping them because I really like Mitch Moses and I think he's a good player. And I think Dylan Brown's well after Cam Munster. When he's after there, Cam he's Munster, he's the
1: be- he's the next best five-eighth in the comp on form this year.
0: Well, this based on form, yes, and I mean, and that's probably because Luai's been injured for now uh, quite a while, but. I have to tip the Eels. Like it's now whatever, isn't it? Oh well, yeah, I agree. Like it's a big, it's a big game. game. You want to get in touch with the top four. The Broncos have to win, so they're going to. Turn they are up. going to
1: turn up, and they're going to be they're going to you be know, hurting after conceding sixty yourself, points. Para.
0: Yes, they got belted. So tough game to pick because you don't know. But I'm just tipping the Eels because I think they've got a little bit more com- class and experience. All right, let's
1: move on to the next game. This one won't be close. J- Jerome Lewis back. Panthers at Penrith <laughs> a Stadium. A dollar three favorites. Against the Warriors, who are $13 outsiders, The Warriors have 28.5 points start. Um, The Panthers will win this in a canter.
0: What's funny about that is that the Warriors will probably turn up for half an hour and then probably concede 1,000 points. So I'm tipping, obviously, Penrith. I don't think the Warriors have any shot whatsoever. It's probably a matter of how much and whether Penrith put the queue in the rack or go at them for a full 80, and it'll be interesting. So with Luai back, they're far more dangerous side. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the score is, to be honest, but pin is All right.
1: Next up is a Pickham game. I cannot pick this game. I, I've got a way I'm leaning. I'm, I'm leaning pick. one way because it's in Melbourne. Um, the Storm are $1.55 favourites against the Roosters, who are $2.45 outsiders. The Roosters have four and a half points start. I am only tipping the Storm because they're at home. I actually, when I look at it on paper, I go, actually... The Roosters may have the better roster and the more formed players at the moment.
0: This is an incredibly difficult game because the Roosters have been playing well. They're sharpening their attack, direct, everything's sort of clicking. But for me, so is it. So it is for Melbourne too. And Melbourne's up their level. They've got Hughes back, Meany, Munster, Noel Faluma's added pace, Coates is now back. So their back line now is fast again and dangerous. And I think that allows them to pile on the points when they have territory. Felice
1: Kafusi is back as well. So that, that allows Nelson to play through the middle.
0: Yep. And then the Storm will become dirtier as a result, which is great. Um, or oh, sorry, tough, tougher with Cafusi back. Uh, Felice. Um, but I'm tipping the Storm because it's in Melbourne. And I think they're priming for a big win. And this is a big game for them. But it is a pick em. Don't know. Yeah, if the great Storm's going
1: to win, I just think Nick Meany's going to have to have his best game for the because you know James Tedesco is going to turn up.
0: Yes, absolutely. This is a hard game. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really yeah. good game. Big game for both Big teams. Dr. Like the Storm, have got to win to confirm their top yeah. four spot. You're right? going to play
1: your last Joker this um, round.
0: And the, I don't know. And if the Roosters lose, they they're in danger of strangely almost popping. Well, game yeah, game it's possibly. tough.
1: It's tough. It's a tough game. All right.
0: Now that four and against against the Tigers helped them. It did.
1: It did. But um, let's move on to the next game, which is Raiders versus Manly yep. down in Canberra. It's part of Super Saturday. The, I'm not using my joker this round. There are some big games this, this round. R- Raiders Raiders versus Manly. Is a do- Raiders are twenty five favourites. Manly are $4 outsiders. Manly have 13.5 points start. Manly have put the queue in the rack for the season. The Raiders have too much to play for. I think the Raiders will win this.
0: Yeah, the Raiders too much to play for. Big big game for the Raiders. But a little bit dependent on the t- results Thursday and Friday, T, which you've got to keep an eye on. Because... If the Roosters win, the Broncos win. It, I mean, the Raiders have to win no matter what, but it probably deflates their bubble. Sure, but is Manly the, the team to take advantage of that? No. Yeah, not. okay. That's a good question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. not. But you know what I mean? Like, Then you're four points out of the eight, not No, two, I get it. With so, one game
1: to play, mathematically um, that gets really hard.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so let's move to the next, next game. Two games to play, but
1: yeah. No, no. If they're four points behind and they lose to Manly, yeah, no, oh, right, that, oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Manley, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like
0: before they start against Manly, yeah, Manley, yeah right, so, right. But they got to win, sure. Sharks yeah, at home it's...
1: against the Bulldogs is up next. Sharks are a dollar seven favorites. Bulldogs are nine dollars outsiders. Um, Bulldogs have twenty two and a half points start. I don't think it'll be that bigger margin. I think the Mick Potter's done a really good job with the Bulldogs. I think it's probably falling off a cliff a little bit, given he's not going to be the coach next year. It
0: is. Is he going to be an it assistant is. coach? It
1: is. Do you know that?
0: He wants to be. He wants to be. He deserves it. It's up to surround. He deserves it. Whether he He deserves it. So he's he's happy happy to still work with Cam. This game, the Bulldogs' form has tailed off. We we had an uptick. I think the Sharks will win this. And that wave's gone, and we're starting to you know head towards the end of the season. I think the Sharks are playing too good, and they'll be a little bit too good for us.
1: Yeah, there's three games that are really hard to pick in this round. I reckon. Bronco, Broncos, Eels, um, yep. Storm, Roosters, and, I th- Storm and Roosters this next and one. Brado so, Souths versus the, the Cowboys. Souths at home at Court. They're $1.50 favorites. Cowboys are $2.60 outsiders and have six and a half points start. Um, the Cowboys have actually been traveling really well to Sydney. So, it's not like in the old days when they used to come to Sydney yep. and get done. Souths did get done by the Panthers, and but they didn't play well. That's the other bit. Jackson Paulo has been dropped for this game, and he needed to be. I know he copped a lot of online abuse, which was unwarranted it
0: wasn't just his handling he was he was poor, poor and he was slow. poor yeah he was poor yeah, yeah i agree with that Penrith.
1: this is another game that's really tough for me i'm going to tip Souths because they're at home and they're the defending grand finalists and they just got a bit more experience in these big games
0: they do i'm tipping the cowboys because i think the cowboys got taught a bit of a lesson against the roosters in terms of some of the level they got to go to and i think they, rec- I mean, I know they played the Warriors, but I think that will give them a little bit more of a confidence boost, and I think they're going to be too good for South. And some of their play, the Warriors were shit, but some of the way they inter interplayed between each other and on different sides of the field, I thought was magic footy, and I think they'll be too strong for South.
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be. We might go separate ways there. You know what? There's a world before.
0: Is Campbell Graham? Is Campbell Graham on Val defensively? He, he is, is, isn't he? Uh, I think that's going to be an issue for who for the defense. I think that side might struggle. Oh, I, think Cam, 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 I think
1: I think I think Campbell Graham's all right. I think I think he's all right. He misses some one-on-one tackles, but that's where he's isolated. That means yeah, yeah. So you got,
0: So I'm, I'm thinking maybe they can isolate him in space. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see maybe. how it we'll goes. See. It's an interesting but game. Here's
1: why I'm tipping South. If they were able to put 22 points on the Panthers and left three other tries out there, what are they, what what are they what are they, what are they, they going to do? What are they going to do to the Cowboys defense, which is also good but not as good as the Panthers.
0: Good point. Tough game. It's oh, a really tough game. Okay, it's a really tough game, out, right? Okay, great.
1: So, so that, well, that, that that was my logic for tipping south, right? That was it. And, and they're at home. So anyway, um, if it was at Ke- Townsville, I would have tipped the Cowboys. That's how much the home game swung it for me, Yeah, Yeah, right? no, I
0: think it's a great point. Great
1: point. So next up, it's the who cares derby between the Tigers and the Dragons <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Tigers are $3.10. Dragons are $1.37 favorites. Unless you support one of these teams, I would not bother watching this game. Uh, Tigers have eight and a half points start.
0: Yeah, it doesn't bite. The West Tigers are cringer before he turns into battle. Correct. At the moment, they're like, you know, so they're just, uh, they're going to run out there and the dragons, mate, they haven't killed a uh, St. George, haven't killed a dragon forever, so... This is a terrible game. I think the Dragons will beat them because they're still played with a little bit of passion against the Titans. So I'm, pick, I'm tipping the Dragons. The Tigers are done after last yeah, game. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Although they'll be fired up, right? James Tarmo's this might be James Tarmo's last game. Yeah. I oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't know. But I can't see the Tigers winning, right? <laughs> the last game. Do you, Channel 9. Channel 9 has got some awful Sunday afternoon games to end the season. And the ratings have been dreadful. So –
0: this game's actually a hard, hard game, game to pick. they're both crap. Titans
1: versus Knights. Titans, $1.45 favourites. Knights, $2.75 outsiders. Knights have seven and a half points start. I think the Titans have been playing well enough and the Knights haven't. And the fact they're at home, I'm going to give it to the Titans.
0: I'm tipping the Titans as well for that reason. I just think they've got a little bit too much, too many points in them. And I think the Knights, will defensively, they've checked out a little bit. And I don't think they're going All to. All right kick them down enough to all right
1: so it's some really tough games i cannot play a joker on around this tough
0: no go for go for gold in the last round so yeah. not-
1: all right all right oh, you know what I could change some of these tips to, particularly the South's Cowboys storm roosters and the Broncos eels game before kickoff they're tough games to pick
0: hard yeah rare, hard rare. all right but you know what at least we get some good games that are meaningful now and they're, they're actually important games in this round which is good'm looking forward to it all right, Mr. T. We're going to break down the semi-finals next week, or the round that doesn't matter. Half the, team, <laughs> well, half the games. Well,
1: quickly. that brings us to the end of another GNT show. Join us again next week, where hopefully life won't get in the way, and reruns of Spider-Man from the 1960s won't get in the way of G editing.
0: <laughs> Japanese, Japanese Spider-Man.
1: Spider-Man. My bad, yeah. G. My bad. But uh, our listeners do want to hear your dulcet tones, and if G can't make it, we of course know that Scott Morrison has been sworn in as G's replacement. <laughs> So tune, us, tune in next week when we do the pod live from Engadine Maccas with Clark. This is, where, this is where Scott Morrison soiled himself.
0: <laughs> Allegedly. Later. Allegedly.
1: All right, take care. See you next week.
0: See ya.